questions? Get constitutional answers. We'll be answering your constitutional questions live, so get ready to call in now. Are you a prosecutor, law enforcement officer, or local government employee? Want to make sure you are executing the laws in a constitutional manner? Are you a city council member, township board member, or state legislator? Want to ensure the laws you pass are constitutional? Perhaps you're a citizen who wants to know the proper limits on government and the protections for your God-given liberties. Regardless of your role, call me, Constitutional Attorney Catherine Henry, with your constitutional questions during our live call-in show now at the phone number listed on the screen. And remember, together we can restore freedom. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone. Um, you're going to have to forgive me. Uh, things are looking a little different tonight because I'm trying a new platform and doing some stuff uh, in the background as well as in the foreground. So um, anyway, um, hello and welcome to season three, episode 26 of Restore Freedom Weekly, where now what we're doing is focusing on just simply answering your legal and constitutional questions. I am constitutional attorney Catherine Henry, and um, the behind-the-scenes discussion, at least, is already blowing up on my side. Um, okay, so apparently we're supposed to be live streaming to YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook simultaneously right now. We are going live through Rumble's new uh, live studio, Rumble uh, Studio, I think it's what it's called. And uh, we're going to try the way of taking calls, so to speak, through their program. So we're going to see how this works. Um, holy cow. And the comments are starting to come in, but they are extremely tiny. So um, get, your, <laughs> get your magnifying glasses out if you want to see it on the screen here. Um, Liberty Warrior says that uh, you received no notification. What's up with that? Here's the thing that kind of sucks big time is that um, in any of these, and of course my phone is not doing um, the do not disturb like it's supposed to. Okay. So um, with any of these options that I have to be able to uh, take the phone calls, um, I, there's no option for me to set, I'm setting it up ahead of time, but the way that it's doing it, it doesn't set it up ahead of time so that you guys get notification before I go live. Um, essentially, whatever mechanism it's doing, it's no longer communicating, say, with Facebook or YouTube ahead of time to say, hey, we're going to be going live at seven. In fact, the only place I think it does that is on Rumble itself. Ironically, um, when I'm going through OBS, it uh, I have to set up the stream ahead of time. I get to pick uh, the different topics that uh, it should be um, showing up under in the live streams for Rumble. But now that I'm using Rumble's own studio to do this live, 
there was no option of doing that. So I don't think it showed up ahead of time. And it certainly didn't let me, let me pick which categories that it should be showing up under. So anyway, um, hey, we're going to do our best here. We had some people suggesting this a few um, episodes ago when we were having issues with trying to take phone calls the other route. So uh, we're going to we're going to do this if for some reason it craps out and the whole thing crashes or whatever, because I've never used uh, Rumble Studio before. I do have the everything set up to stream through OBS. And depending on how far into the evening we are, I will just if you see me crash here within a minute or so, as soon as my computer's back up and running anyway, I will be immediately going live again. Um, probably not on Rumble again, because I don't think it's going to let me do one again, but I'll be going live to Facebook and uh, YouTube that route if I need to. And uh, the screen will look a little bit more familiar to those of you who've been watching the last several episodes when we've been taking calls actually by people calling a phone number. So tonight we're not going to do calling into the phone number though. Um, sorry, I have not been looking. John says he got a notification. Um, and uh, Lori says I'm going to be able to see Rumble Chats now. Um, for the record is joining us, uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Amy is joining us. Um, she says she got notified and, uh, Liberty Warrior, Liberty Warrior, are you, uh, formerly known as the Liberty Cause? Cause I can't keep straight all these, uh, friends of mine who change their names every five minutes now. Um, it looks like we are not live on Facebook. So that sucks because it's connected and it's showing on my screen that we're we're on Facebook, but um, my husband's telling me we are not on Facebook and so is Lori. So at any rate, um, we're going to do what we can to get things going here. Um, and I'm going to throw a few things on the screen. So bear with me because this is all, um, uh, well, it's all quite new to me. So um, let's see. Oh, got got my logo. <laughs> uh, you might not think that's a big deal, but I am super excited uh, that I figured that out. And I'm going to throw some text on the screen here. Okay. So today, let's see if I can uh, pull up our... Yes. Okay. So today, if you would like to ask me legal or constitutional questions, it's uh, pretty simple. You're still going to contact the same phone number that you've been calling into, which is 616-303-0093. But instead of calling, you're going to do this. You're going to send me a text and you're going to just tell me your name and the city and state where you're from. And then once I get that, um, I, as soon as I see a text come in with a, a name, a city and a state, I'm going to send you the link to click and it's gonna show, um, actually I don't know what's gonna show because <laughs> I don't see that on that side. I'm assuming it's like any other time when I was using other streaming software, uh, StreamYard or Streamlabs or any of that stuff where you're gonna get a link uh, you click on it and you don't have to have an account with that platform. Uh, so even though it's streaming through Rumble, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to join in, you can uh, get that link, click on it, and then you'll be able to join in and hopefully we'll be able to see and hear you. Uh, if you're, you know, got a phone that doesn't quite have capability of camera or whatever 
that's going on. Um, we should still be able to make it work through that link as long as you can access internet links. So at any rate, um, all you have to do is shoot me a text uh, to 616-303-0093 and I'll send you that participation link and we'll just keep things rolling. This might actually, if you guys, if enough of you uh, have seen this to make this live stream successful and, and have a good show like we've had the last several times. Um, this might make it a lot easier for me to keep people in the queue, so to speak, so I know who I'm speaking with and um, at least what general area you're calling from and we can get the conversation rolling right away. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, what... Uh, what I would like you to do, anybody, somebody, is go ahead and shoot me a text so we can try this out and see if it works um, and and we'll get rolling. Unfortunately, because I'm not doing this in OBS and I can't set the parameters of what you see on the screen, you get to see all the junk all around me. So, you know, that sucks, but it is what it is. Um, and if any of you have not used this Rumble uh what is it called? Rumble Studio before. Uh, there's not exactly a lot of options, but hey, it's free. So if it works out, I mean, we'll take it, right? I can't, I don't think there's any other place you can multi-stream uh, for free. So we're checking this out now. Um, so what I did want to do is share with you an idea. Actually, it was an invitation that I had from Direct D um, to kind of dual dual invitation so to speak um on one side um he's uh, going to have me on his channel which has quite a few more subscribers than my channels do uh but he's going to have me on his channel uh starting this thursday for at least several thursdays and we're going to do it from 7 to 9 p.m in the evening and uh we're going to try out an, an idea where he's seeing you know different scenarios stuff that he's dealing with stuff that other freedom fighters are dealing with or even just videos he's seeing on the internet of different scenarios going down stuff happening in court stuff happening on the street with the police all kinds of situations dealing with your municipalities and he's got some videos that he's editing down to smaller chunks where we'll be able to play the video and then he's going to give his take on it and then ask me for my legal ex expertise on, you know, my opinion about where the police went wrong or maybe what the person should or should not be doing in that situation and be able to give you some real life examples uh, based on videos and real things that you could see going down and then having that live discussion with us. So. We're going to try that out a few times. Again, that's on Direct D's uh, channel. And I don't even know if that's his uh, YouTube name right now. Um, people have so many different names. It's hard to keep track of uh, what their channel name is versus their handle in other arenas versus their real life names. And they're all floating around in my head right now. So at any rate, um, that's coming up. And then he, um, he's not the first one, but he is the most recent one to give me um, the push towards doing some similar types of videos here on my own channel, where we're going to be, hopefully, if I can get everything uh, lined up in the background to do it, where it's not taking me 40 to 60 hours each to, you know, edit each of these videos, um, then... Uh, 
I am going to try to be doing this on, on my own channel as well. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. This, the font is so ridiculously tiny on the chat that I almost didn't even realize it was still there and it's hard to read and there's nothing I could do about it. I can't change the size. I can't change the font. I can't change the color. I can't change. I can't put background uh, like black behind it. So it's easy to see. Um, but Liberty warrior confirmed that he was formerly known as the Liberty cause. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay, so Lori is telling me that DirectD's channel is, um, it looks like it is DirectD, and it's cutting off the comments. How helpful is this? Rumble, get your crap together, because it's not even, it's like squeezing the comments in a tiny portion of the screen and running it right off the side of the screen. So no one's going to be able to read these comments later. Um, I can barely read these. Um, so Dave, uh, has a question and I can't tell what platform you guys are commenting on. That's one thing I really liked about, uh, going through Melon or Streamlabs, um, because I can at least see what platform you're joining us from. But, um, Dave asks, how does one file a lawsuit to repeal a past state bill that is unconstitutional? County Superior Court, question mark. And, uh, the question is one that, it's going to depend on each state. Um, sorry, give me a second. Lori's asking, it's not a chat box you can resize. Nope. I have one option. Display the chat or don't display the chat. Isn't that helpful? Um, I think I can actually see it. Oh, okay. I can actually see it um, on a different side uh, where it's showing me now, yeah, who's appearing on Rumble versus um, on, um, YouTube, et cetera. So it looks like most of the comments were coming in from YouTube, of course, none from Facebook since it's not actually connected to Facebook, um, and some on rumble. So, um, Oh, we actually have somebody that is, um, wanting to connect with us from Miami Dade County, Florida. And, uh, let me see, bear with me. I'm going to send the, um, link now. Like I said, I've got to do all of the front end work as well as the back end work. So it gets a little funky. Um, but in the meantime, Dave, uh, to finish answering your question, I might be able to help you kind of explore that in a little bit, but maybe you want to call in about it. But um, the, uh, the concept of uh, repealing a statute in each state is different. Each state is going to be completely different there. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to wait a second to see. I um, wonder if there's a way to show these comments. Oh, look at that. Um, there is a way that it makes it a little bit bigger to see the full comment. Of course, it covers up the, the uh, comment I have at the bottom, the words I have at the bottom telling you how to connect with us. But... Um, Anyway, so I will try to uh, remember to come back and talk about that the best I can. Um, and I'm continuing to look for our participant that had texted in. Oh, it's requiring you to download the app. Okay, that's going to suck. Okay. Um let me do this. Um, Lori, can you see, 
can you um, shoot me a text to the 0093 number? And um, just so I can just reply here, I'm going to send you a code as well and see if it's giving you the same issue where it's trying to make you download the app on your phone and what it looks like for you, because I, I just want to make sure. Um, Miguel, um, Miguel is the one who's trying to contact us from Miami-Dade County, Florida. And um, Miguel, if you could also let me know if you have an iPhone or an Android, because we may, I mean, obviously it needs to be able to work with both, but if I can try to pinpoint how some of these issues are, um, maybe I can do something to fix it before we totally abandon this idea completely. Um, and if we need to, I might be able to um, have you guys call in and uh, I'll put the phone up to the microphone and we'll see if that works. But okay. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Okay. I didn't know that was you, Lori. So give me a second. I'm going to grab the link. All right. So I've sent Lori the link as well. So we can see if she's, what it's going to look like for her. I know Lori has an iPhone. Um, so Miguel, I don't know if you want to shoot me a text and let me know if you have an iPhone or an Android um, or if it's a tablet or what kind of device it is. Um, and we could try to narrow this down. Um, sorry, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me because uh, the whole reason why I have spent hours and hours, even preparing just for these lives where it seemingly doesn't have a lot of prep, but there's a lot of prep time on, on the back end for me to get this all up and running and going. The reason why I want to do this, though, the reason why I do this and I've received very little in donations for quite some time is because I feel passionate about helping people and I feel passionate about educating people so that you, you know about the law and you know about the constitution. So many people, even attorneys think they know about the basics of government and the source of our rights and all of that, um, information. I Oh, okay. Sorry. Give me a second. Um, I see Miguel, um, is saying he's got an iPhone and he's going to try from a different phone. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, hopefully we could get it worked out. Hopefully it's just that phone. Um, but if we got to go back to OBS, that sucks. Cause I was hoping this would be a lot smoother way. Um, especially since the comments have not been showing up for me. So I haven't been able to see any of the comments from Facebook, YouTube, or, uh, rumble going that route. And then the calling has not been working to receive calls. I've had to call you back. Um, at least we've been able to have that work around, but at any rate, um, hello to tri-state audit news, uh, dragonfly one, um, exposed. Um, it's awesome to have you guys all joining in. Um, so one of the things that I want to reiterate is that a lot of attorneys don't know, they, they might know the law. They might know the law 
up and down in their particular wheelhouse, right? If they're family law attorneys, they're going to know the laws on divorce and custody and parenting time, we hope. Um, if they're bankruptcy attorneys, they're going to know the laws on uh, collection and bankruptcy and things of that nature, we hope. Um, but, um, and general practice attorneys have, okay, let me see. Um, All right, so give me one second, guys. I'm getting um, Lori saying it's actually more complicated than calling in. Download the app, then sign in to Rumble. <sighs> okay, well, I took it as uh, I took it on face value from a few people. If those of you who were um, part of the live, live stream, the last several live streams, there were a few live streams in a row where we had people commenting about using this feature and saying that you can have calls coming in and that it would work um, essentially the same way. And I was playing around in the studio and there was no other way for me to see without actually going live what that was going to look like and how I could invite people, at least from what I could tell. So uh, I did everything I could to prep ahead of time without wasting your time and uh, to see if it was all going to work out. But uh, apparently it doesn't work that great to do this. So um, we actually have the most people right now tuning in from Rumble. And if I close this down and I go into my backup through OBS, Rumble's not going to be streaming, I don't think, because of the way that it it does it, RTMP or whatever it's called. Um, I couldn't set that one up ahead of time. So I have a bit of a dilemma. Um, I guess, um, and John says, I think this is why everyone uses StreamYard. I started with StreamYard, though. I actually started with StreamYard. We were having issues with StreamYard in the uh, middle of 2021 after having it for a year. And then they also got insanely expensive. If somebody would like to donate a year of StreamYard so I can uh, try StreamYard again and doing the multi-streaming and taking calls and seeing what I could do, I would absolutely be willing to do that. But I'm paying all out of pocket, guys. I, I think we might have had $40 of donations so far in 2024. $40 isn't going to cover shit. Sorry, it's not. Um... And I've been having trouble with my credit card processor, Square, and I had to totally redo everything through PayPal, which I'm not pleased about having to go into PayPal for everything. But just to be able to sell our, our uh, window clings or have people be able to donate anything, none of the buttons on our website that were geared towards Square um, that I've had for 14 years are working at all. So um, I finally finished updating the website today with those items. Uh, and then, of course, our newsletter isn't working for crap. And uh, I don't think it's the plugin through WordPress that I use. I think it's actually Send in Blue, which is now Brevo, which tons of people use that one as well. And I've had Send in Blue, which is now Brevo, since 2020. And it worked fine until fairly recently. Um, and the last three times I've tried to send out emails, I've sent out three newsletters that nobody's received. It's been fabulous. Uh, and that's like $300 a year. And it renews in three days, I think, for me. So again, if anybody wants to donate anything, like a whole year or something, because I, you know, you got to pay by the year for this stuff. I would love to be able to continue doing this stuff and doing it on platforms that maybe do cost a little bit more, 
but that actually work. I would love to be able to offer that, but we're going out of pocket and we're going in the negative. Like we are literally taking money out of our savings, money that we're supposed to be saving up every year to be able to pay our property taxes. Uh, it, that's where we're getting this from. And there's just not enough to cover. So I, I don't know what I should do here. Um, at any rate, um, oh, so, um, yeah. Um, for the record says all laws are subject to the constitution and the constitution would not, could not be understood without common law. Absolutely not. I don't know who you are. I think I, I should know who you are, but that is not true at all. Common law has nothing to do with the damn constitution. Not a single thing. Common law is freaking idiot moron judges who get on the bench and think it's their job to make law and rewrite the constitution and interpret the constitution because us mere mortals, us citizens here in the United States couldn't be possibly expected to be able to read and understand the constitution on our own. So they need to explain it and interpret it for us as though it's written in a freaking foreign language, which it's not. Our constitution is awesome as it is. Common law is literally judge-made law, which includes ancient England law. Literally law from judges from England in the 1500s and the 1600s and the 1700s. No joke. That is literally what it embodies. If you look up the definition of common law, it's literally judge-made law, including that of ancient England judges. And here in our country, we have separation of powers. Judges are to make no laws. That is not their damn job. That is not what they're put into place to do. In fact, a lot of judges um, aren't even elected. They're appointed. And here, it's it's extremely important that anybody in a lawmaking capacity from the lowest levels of government to the highest levels in our national government are elected by the people and accountable to the people. But no judge in any level of government, in any state or municipality or federal court, anywhere, all the way up to the United States. Supreme Court, no judge or justice anywhere has the authority to make laws or interpret the Constitution. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say judges or justices get to interpret the Constitution and change it for us because we're just too stupid to understand it. The only people that are really too stupid to understand the Constitution are those in government. And I say that as someone who has served in government in several capacities. So anyway, I guess if you want to piss me off, bring up common law. Um, otherwise, I'm nice. Um, okay. So Liberty Warrior says he logged into Rumble and didn't see any chat there at all. Um, Lori says, are you saying judge-made law is the only way? Oh, she's asking that guy. What's the cost of StreamYard? I would have to look up the cost of StreamYard again. Um, I know that uh, the platform Streamlabs, which was Melon, um, that I went through is about $150 a year the last time I signed up. Um, and Stream StreamYard was, I want to say, $270 or $300, um, which is why I switched uh, that was one of the reasons because not everything was working right. And um, also of the cost. So um, anyway, um, 
I'm somebody exposed on YouTube says I'm always uh, willing to donate to a good cause, but do not use any electronic paying apps or um, a bank for that matter. Um, if you can go to the post office and and do a, a postal money order or anything like that. Um, I, my website, RestoreFreedomKH.com has a way, um, there's a little check box. It shows an image of a check and you can click on that and it'll give you our mailing address. Of course, I could do that right now. It's PO Box 333, Ormond Beach, Florida, uh, 32175. But um, if you forget that or that was too quick or any of that, um, you'd be able to go to our website, uh, restorefreedomkh.com slash donate, or just go to the support restore freedom tab on the um, upper uh, right of the screen and click support and then donate. Uh, and it'll show you different ways, such as uh, if you want to send um, a check or cash or money order. Obviously, I'm a little leery of putting cash in uh, the mail, but um, uh, I thought my husband was uh, coughing on purpose because he didn't trust <laughs> the government or the post office. But no, that was just a legitimate cough. <laughs> so um anyway i would love to have uh the help from anybody who's willing to donate in any way shape or form um i just it's i feel passionate about educating people and making sure we're all going in the right direction and understanding the purpose of government etc so um okay um Liberty Warrior says common law is often mistaken with natural law which is god's law Right. Natural law is God's law. Um, and God's law is the ultimate law. Uh, of course, below that is the supreme law of the land, uh, which would be our constitution. But common law has no place anywhere in determining what laws really are. Unfortunately, it's you might have to use their own language um, against them. Okay. Sorry. Miguel is in rumble struggling. He has a great question. Um, he's in rubble. What next? I don't know. Cause I can't see that side of it. And I didn't know anybody else that could be live while I was attempting to call in from your perspective, if that makes any sense. Um, if you want to ask your question, if you think it's something you can text me, text it out in the, the text we have going right now, and I can do my best to address it that way. If not, um, let me know, and then we might have to have you call. Um, I don't actually have a... F I don't know how that would work. Well, I'll see what you say. Maybe it's something you could text me. Um uh, let's see. Um, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So Lori was saying, or you could scroll down to the bottom of any page uh, on our website, which has the, the mailing address, PO box 333 Ormond Beach, Florida, 32175. And yes, I was very intentional about that PO box and worked out great that it's 321, which is kind of easy. And, uh, well, my husband was born in 1975, so you get that. Um, anyway, um, so uh, while I'm waiting for Miguel to tell me what his question is or uh, for us to figure out what next steps we might need to take with that, I guess I'll just continue uh, with what I was talking about, that um, so many 
of us have these notions about, you know, we're essentially all conspiracy theorists to some degree, right? Um, because you're a conspiracy theorist if you think that um, COVID-19 was intentionally created in a Wuhan lab in China and then intentionally spread throughout the world to whatever, see about how they could best control the masses or um, your conspiracy theorist if you um, think that in general the you know the the dark money is controlling the powers that be uh, in our government at all levels. Um, you're a conspiracy theorist if you think that uh, you know the main leaders in any given state's Republican National Committee or uh, or, or Republican State Committee, I should say, or the Republican National Committee um, are controlled by establishment members, uh, you know, e even if they supposedly have grassroots members uh, emerging in leadership positions, et cetera. You're a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, if you think uh, court system is all rigged and there's really no fair justice in civil or criminal tri trials, uh, you know, there, I could go on and on and on. But, um, in reality, what we're seeing is that more and more and more of that is true. It sucks, but it's true. But what we do need to be careful of is going on that bandwagon of real conspiracy theories, uh, the ones that don't hold water. Things about um, bar attorneys having allegiance to England. That's just some dumb shit people made up and there's nothing backing it up. It's not true. And it serves to just create a divide where one doesn't need to be created. If you want to say a lot of attorneys, most attorneys have an allegiance to their money or to power, or, you know, there's something that the good old boy network has over them or whatever. That's true. Yeah. If you want to say most attorneys don't know what the hell they're talking about, I'd probably agree with you there. But to say that all attorneys have an allegiance to the bar, meaning, meaning that they, you know, are members of a, oh, this question is a little longer than I thought it would be. But, um, you know, that the bar has something to do with um, the British accredited registry or some other, you know, allegiance to the crown of England. That's just bullshit, guys. It, it is what it is. Um, and it's been a long day. So, you know, are all the appropriate words going to be coming out? No, probably not. I'm probably going to say a little bit more of what's on my mind than I probably should, but it is what it is. Okay. So, uh, Florida state code or Florida statutes, uh, 934.50 is a drone act that limits law enforcement to include code enforcement in the definition of law enforcement from using a drone for surveillance on private property. Ooh, we should look this up because um, we've had drones flying over our house that I'm pretty sure is the city of Ormond Beach. So this is a very interesting question for me. Um, and it's been very obvious that the drones are trying to capture footage of our house specifically uh, with how they're flying over and everything like that. Um, so Miguel says, I took the definition to include satellites on Google Maps. Can code enforcement keep record of a private residence throughout the years to issue citations down the road? Can they keep that record? 
So what's interesting about that is that Google Maps is not, um, it, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna somehow be able to, um, how would they verify those records is, is basically what I'm asking. So you have the county GIS mapping system, which is done in Florida and in most, if not all states, that's a whole nother separate issue. So check your county's website for whatever GIS mapping uh, images and things that they have. But with the Google photos, um, yeah, it, that's an interesting question because um, it sometimes shows the dates that those are taken, but it doesn't show who took them. It doesn't have any indication whether those photos were edited or in their original state. Were they? Were the dates that they were put up there uh, the dates that show on any photos on Google Maps, are those the dates that they were posted to Google Maps or are those the dates that they were taken? Um, and again, what, what is the chain of command, so to speak? Anytime you have evidence, you need to know its original source and how it got to the point of getting into the hands of the government official who's trying to introduce it as evidence against an individual. How can you verify any of that information? How can you verify what the information in that photo, whether it was accurate or not, whether it even existed at all in its entirety, let alone at what date in time. So, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot going on with that. Um, but the question is, can they keep record? Uh, can uh, code enforcement keep record through Google Maps of, um, uh, you know, throughout the years? Can they compile these to be able to issue citations later on down the road. And I would say they they might think they can, but I would argue against that in all kinds of ways. And one of the best arguments is show me the chain of evidence. Show me exactly where that photo came from. Show me who took it, when they took it. Um, I want testimony that it was not edited in any way, shape or form. I want testimony to, to prove exactly when the photo was taken and who took that photo. Google's not going to be able to do that. What's how is even how would Google even know um, uh, who to bring in of the you know millions of people I'm sure that they employ around the planet? How are they going to know which particular person uh, did that? Are they going to be able to haul them into court? And what are you going to do? You're going to serve a subpoena if you're a um, a um, a city code enforcement officer, you're going to serve a subpoena on Google and that they're going to comply with it so that you can prove that the photos that you're using are, um, you know, of, of, you know, they haven't been messed with in any way. They haven't been modified that that person physically saw. And it was an accurate representation of, of what existed at any certain date and time. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and here's the thing too. It's one thing if it's a street view, right? If it's um, a photo on Google Maps or on any kind of other, uh, you know, area where it's something that could be taken from public purview, where you could be standing on the street or you could be standing on a sidewalk, anywhere where the public has access to being. But if it's an overhead shot and it's, it's arrived at from satellites or drones, so it's completely overhead, that is not an area that people have uh, ready access to you have an expectation of privacy over your home and do you own all the air rights all, all the way up well no because there's planes and things like that but no one has the right to um spy on you or record you i mean if i wanted to lay out naked in my backyard and uh and i have a privacy fence which of course the city's trying to tear down but we have a privacy fence up 
and no one can see in my backyard unless they are purposely being a creeper and standing up on a ladder and and looking over the fence or if they're using some sort of drone. We don't have tall buildings right near us um, or anything like that. So if I wanted to lay out naked in my backyard, my husband would like that. um, But with the three kids, um, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. Um, Oh, that might make it a way for Alex to move out quicker. But anyway, um, (laughs) when you want to get your 20 year old to move on to the next stage of life, (laughs) what do you do? You lay out naked in your backyard. (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, you know, I have that expectation of privacy. That's the whole point of a privacy fence, right? If I didn't want, that's my, that's the sign. Here's your sign, right? That's the comedian from whatever. Is that the, anyway, um, is that Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah. So here's your sign. I put up a freaking privacy fence. That means I have an expectation of privacy and everything behind it. So if I'm in my backyard below the privacy fence, you don't get to use anything above it, hovering over anything like that to invade my personal space. So absolutely drones, satellite footage, anything, none of that could be used against you in a court of law as far as I'm concerned. And if they do try to do it, you have tons of arguments. So does that mean that the cops or code enforcement are going to do the right thing? (laughs) No. Does that mean a judge is going to do the right thing or the prosecuting attorney's office? No, they're all morons and they're probably going to do the wrong thing. But you know, hey, we haven't totally lost to the devil yet. So I guess there's always that. Um, Where there's God, there's always at least a little bit of hope. So, um, but yeah, legally speaking, no, that is not something that they should be able to do. So, um, And no, I don't think they should be able to keep that record. So for example, I love the question, can they keep that record? So anything that is obtained illegally or without your consent um, is something that they shouldn't be able to have and hold and keep on holding on to. So when the city of Ormond Beach code enforcement officer came physically onto our property and we have video and, and still photo footage of her stepping onto our property past where the sidewalk is to take pictures of our property. And then she stepped onto the neighbor's property, which she also didn't have permission to do um, in order to take pictures of our private property. Uh, I immediately, we didn't know that day, but once we found out that they were here and we looked at security cam footage and we're like, oh, she had a camera. She's sneaking around our, our house. She needs to give us those photos. I sent them a notice um, demanding that they relinquish any and all copies of every piece of evidence that they took, any picture, any video, anything like that, that they turned that over to us and that they um, destroy any copies remaining on their end because they have no right to keep that fruit of the poisonous tree. Absolutely none whatsoever. We have a Fourth Amendment for a reason. Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution. We have that right against unreasonable searches and seizures. Absolutely. There was no warrant issued. There was no uh, probable cause to to believe a crime had been committed. So there was no uh, justification for a warrant to be issued. And therefore, they had no right to take evidence from my personal private property to try to then later use against me. Of course, they ignored that. And the magistrate ignored that. And um, in oral argument that we had last month, uh, the, the concept of the constitutionality of that didn't seem to like matter, but you know, we'll see. Um, and, uh, let's see. 
Uh, Miguel asked, what are your thoughts on California versus a case name that I will not try to pronounce because I'm not going to get it right, and Florida versus Riley? And off the top of my head, I don't know because I don't know what those cases stand for um, if they're in the United States Supreme Court. Uh, I would guess so if they're two different states that you're referencing. Um, if they're recent cases, you know, I, I generally try to keep up on all new cases that are coming out and read at least the synopsis coming straight from the court, if not the entire opinion. But there's obviously oodles and oodles of cases coming out every day from all kinds of jurisdictions, and I, it's impossible for me to stay up on all of them. Um, and Miguel says he's suing in federal court over the same thing. So... Yes, um, you definitely, uh, there's a lot of arguments to be made there. So if you already have a case, if you already have a specific situation where that has happened to you, um, first of all, uh, you know, replay this part of the video later on so that you could hear all the potential different arguments that I've talked about. But also check out my website to any of you who might be encountering a similar situation. Check out my website, go to restorefreedomkh.com. It's um, right there. I have it written right there. I almost got that right. Um, and, um, and first of all, give me a second, guys. I'm going to turn off this text because um, it's clearly not working. Oh, no, but I don't like what I'm seeing here. Oh, hey, there's the donate button. Um, I'm just pressing all kinds of stuff, getting it all wrong. So bear with me guys. Um, oh, I get it. It's what goes, what you click late last is what's on the top. Okay. Anyway, not that it matters. Cause we're going to probably have to scrap this whole, uh, live thing soon. But anyway, um, um, go to Miguel and to anybody else who might be having similar situations, go to my website, restorefreedomkh.com and uh, go to the resources tab. And then you'll see a list of the very first option is cases. And then um, the very first option of that, you'll see the Ormond Beach case, which I think I've updated it to say 2023 to 2024. Um, Click on that and you'll be able to see all the documents that have been filed with the special magistrate as well as with the circuit court in this first level of appeals. And uh, you'll be able to see all kinds of stuff. I have my initial motions. Um, I have my um, initial brief on appeal. You could see their craptastic answer uh, brief. And then you could see my reply brief and all of those, except for theirs, all of my briefs and motions, you'll be able to see all kinds of different cases and statutes and everything, especially um, if you're in Florida, uh, that protect our right to privacy and that talk about the Fourth Amendment. So even if you're not in Florida, there's there's stuff in there that you can use. So go ahead, take a look at that, even just peruse it. I do a really good job when I write my briefs of um, summarizing the main points and then there's also, if you download the actual, open up the PDF, you'll be able to um, search. You can do control F or whatever. Um, but then you can also see the, the sub points. You can kind of scroll through, click, and then it'll shoot you right down to the parts of the brief that you think would be most relevant to that particular situation, such as, you know, the, the unreasonable searches and seizures arguments. Um, so Miguel said, those are Supreme Court cases that allow the police to fly over private property to investigate. Um, 
So yeah, if you have an actual, um, a case citation that you want to shoot over to me, I would love to take a look at those cases and, um, and we can discuss it at a later, um, show, um, or maybe I'll do a short video about it. Um, and, um, okay. And Miguel is actually running for mayor down in Miami-Dade County and he's suing the county and, um, he has his own YouTube channel, Miami Circus. Oh, that sounds aptly named. Uh, so make sure you guys all check that out. Miami Circus, uh, to see what Miguel is all about and the fight he has against them. Um, okay. So, um, Gabriel, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you for, uh, listening to me while working out at the gym. Hopefully when I get all fired up, it helps you pump that iron even faster and harder and you can get those muscles built up in no time. Um, okay. So, um, okay. So Lion Roar 14 says on Rumble, the Supreme Court has said that codes and statutes are not law more than 10 times. So how can I fight with this knowledge? I've never seen that. Um, so I'd be very careful uh, about where you're seeing that. Number one, what the Supreme Court says, again, itself is not law. Uh, and when they plainly contradict the law or um, the certainly the Supreme Law, the Constitution, then certainly what they say has no merit. But number two, sometimes, you know, you have cases that have been um, clarified or um, maybe um, you have, um, um, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have looked at that. Now I'm going to lose my train of thought. Um, cases that have been overruled or modified in some way, distinguished. Um, there's a, a third aspect you need to consider, and that's sometimes comments are made in what's called dicta. And dicta, D-I-C-T-A, is where the, the court might say something, but it's deemed as not really the utmost important to the overall case. Oh, okay. Hello. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Hey, um, are you still taking calls at this time? Um, I didn't know I was actually taking um, phone calls outside of the new system we were taking. Give me just one second to wrap up my thought and then I got to. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Um, and then I'm going to ask people. Um, those of you on Rumble and YouTube right now, um, comment and let me know if you can hear the caller that, well, I don't know which one you're watching. So um, if you're on Rumble and if you're on YouTube, everybody um, comment and tell me if you're able to hear the caller so far, because if that works great, then we'll go that route. And then um, caller, if you can give me just a second, I'm going to let people chime in to let me know that they can hear you. And then um, I'll finish up my thought and then we'll check back in to see what your question or comment is. Is, is that all right? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, cool. So, um, all right, guys, answer that question if you could hear that caller, and then I'll finish this thought up. So, um, so dicta is is something uh, where it's 
it's a statement made by the judges or justices in there that is meant to be not controlling or authoritative. It might just be like an afterthought or just a flippant comment or something. It's hard to really explain, but it's where you can't just take it as verbatim. This is, they said it. This is something you could hold uh, the court and, and all the government to later on. And so you have to consider that as well. So um, for Lion Roar 14, who said um, that the Supreme Court, I'm assuming you meant the United States Supreme Court, has said that codes and statutes um, are not law. Uh, more than 10 times. Um, I, I'd love to see where that stuff is. If you want to, you know, put it all together, all 10 and list it out and send it over, you know, um, tell me what page uh, of the opinion they're on. I can take a look definitely. And I'll see what's what um, I'd be interested in that because they definitely in thousands of other cases say that laws uh, that codes and statutes are laws. Um, so let me just look to see now if that was enough time for everybody to, um, okay, Catherine Giles, it looks like, was asking if I'm located in Florida, and I am. I'm still a Michigan licensed attorney and United States Supreme Court, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yes, I am in Florida. And um, my husband says that he can hear. Um, Lori on YouTube says that she can hear, but it's somewhat quiet. Okay, so let's see. We are going to try. I'm going to turn the volume up a little bit on, on the computer side and we'll see if this works. So, um, caller, can you tell me, uh, first of all, what's your name and where are you calling from? Yes, my name is Gabriel and I'm calling from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Awesome. Why is this not getting all the way up here? Um, I uh, so I, I'm trying to make sure that my question is constitution related. I'm trying to stay in that, that scope. I, uh, I was listening to you earlier at the gym while I was there, and I was just like, I hope I get home in time to be able to give her a call, because uh, there was a question that I've been wanting to pass by you. I um, wanted to know if what constitutional remedies are available, in a sense, with like family court, for instance. Um, I'm, it, this is kind of a shot in the dark, so bear with me a little bit. I uh, just was in a situation recently where we had uh, gone into court for a contempt hearing on the mother and the mother admitted to willfully violating everything in our order and then the judge concluded that he that um in his paperwork that um i was unable to prove that the mother willfully violated the order even though she admitted to it on the record and i was blown away i was just like wait a minute she admitted to it and i kept wondering how much discretion the judge actually has to be able to, I wouldn't use the word manipulate, but I, I mean, I couldn't have had better evidence than someone saying, yep, I did it, it was all me. And for that person to still not be held accountable, I was just like, what constitutional remedies are there for someone in this situation where I basically now have to go head to head with the judge on this and be like, uh, sir, did you not remember where she said, yeah, I did it? So, yeah, I would. I just so that's sorry, a good. Go that's a good question. Um, so, generally speaking, the process that you would want to do is um, there's a couple different things, and uh, I'm not licensed in. You said it's New Hampshire. You're calling from. Yes. Yes. 
Um, so I'm not licensed there. So um, there still should be these processes, but I don't know where in the state statutes or your court rules they would be. But one thing that is common that you would want to do is file a motion for reconsideration, where you're asking that same judge to reconsider and what I would do is actually get um, how I don't know how they do record keeping. They, there, there should be some way to get transcripts. Sometimes it's yeah, a video. Um, if there's a video, then you'd want to find that exact place on the video. If it's an audio file, you'd want to find, you know, it's at eight minutes and 37 seconds is where she says, you know, whatever. But I would I would file a motion um, for reconsideration with that specific judge, asking them to reconsider their decision based on the fact that he's saying he can't come to, um, he can't give you the requested relief because he's saying you didn't prove she did X, Y, Z, uh, when in fact she admitted on the record here, here, and here that she did X, Y, and Z. Now, if that judge is just too far into his own, you know, like, oh, well, how dare you? You know, I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. Uh, yeah. That kind of a thing. Uh, one other remedy that you have would be to do an appeal. Now, um, watch my prior videos. Go to my website um, where you can do some, um, do a search in the search bar for appeal, and you'll be able to see all kinds of stuff I've posted on appeals, but prior videos where I've specifically talked about the different kinds of appeals. Uh, the types of processes, the, the typical um, time periods that you have, uh, what some of the stages are. Again, I didn't do anything specific to New Hampshire um, because I'm not licensed there, but what I have in there would still be helpful to put you going in the right direction. But there's two main kinds of appeals. So you have interlocutory appeals that are um, essentially before a case is considered to have a final judgment or order. And then you have standard appeals, which is after that final judgment or order has come out. So for example, when I was illegally and unconstitutionally uh, arrested and charged with trespassing, um, I filed several appeals during the two years the case went on, and those were interlocutory appeals because um, it was all, I filed all those before the actual trial uh, happened in my case, which um, I ended up finally winning on a motion to dismiss and didn't end up having the trial, but all the appeals were interlocutory because it, the, case, the original case was still going. Um, divorce and custody and those kinds of things are very unique animals because, um, generally speaking, states often treat, once you have the judgment of divorce, if it's a divorce, or the initial final order for custody, if the parents were never married or whatever, but it's just a custody case, um, once you have um, that final judgment or final order, generally speaking, then it's no longer an interlocutory appeal, um, but some jurisdictions treat that a little bit differently. So if you were in the midst of say, say one of you had filed a motion to modify custody and the full evidentiary hearing on it hadn't taken place yet, um, mm -hmm. then the, the order on this one issue on um, a contempt hearing that's happening in the midst of that was still probably considered more of an interlocutory appeal. And so the reason why I bring that up is generally speaking, interlocutory appeals, you generally have to ask the court's permission 
to file the appeal. Not generally the same trial court judge that you're in front of, but whatever the appellate court would be. So for jurisdictions where it's a district court, often it's the circuit court you appeal to. Or if you're in something that's called like a circuit court, often then it's the court of appeals that you go to. Um, and so if let's say it's a circuit court case and the next court up is the court of appeals, then if it's interlocutory um, in most jurisdictions, that means you have to ask permission from the court of appeals to take an appeal from you. You don't have the right to appeal. But once it's a final judgment or a final order that you're trying to appeal, then in most situations, um, you have that right to at least one initial appeal that they, you, you have to at least have that option of appealing. And then if you need to appeal it beyond that, you might need to ask the higher court's permission. But I just gave you a crap ton of information, which is why I want to go back to the videos that I've done before that you could replay and replay and replay if you need to. But does that kind of give you some, you know, direction on which way to go? It definitely does. I mean, my plan was definitely to file a motion to reconsider. It's just unfortunate because when you're not an experienced attorney and you're just kind of like learning the game as you play, yeah. it's extremely difficult because obviously ignorance of the law is really no excuse. And yeah. I'm finding out, oh, you have two days to file your motion to reconsideration. And then after that two days, I'm not expecting him to grant it. Um, it's very rare that they do. I have had some granted in the past, um, but then afterwards I have 30 days to file uh, to appeal with the Supreme Court. Okay. And it's just, it's an, it's such an overload. Um, it really is because you're trying so hard to, to learn and to keep up and to also be able to decipher the BS from everything. And it's, uh, it's very rigorous. And it, I'm starting to lose a lot of faith in this justice system now because I've literally gone in there with binder after binder full of evidence that I can call on if needed. And the other person goes in there with basically a crayon in their hand, no evidence. And every single time I lose my cases. And I'm just starting to wonder, like, am I just not meant to win this case? Is that what's going on? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give up, definitely not. But it's, yeah. I feel like there's an unfair treatment, definitely. Like I'm under this microscope while this other person is given free leeway to basically do whatever you want, regardless of what the court says. So and I, I just want to tell you that I feel the exact same way. I don't know if you're calling in now, if you're still able to, if you're still watching, but the, my husband and I are reacting going, yeah, I bring binder after binder, after binder, after binder that are, those are my city of Ormond beach binders behind me. Um, but, and then my Allegan County, that's now, that's like two different totes that I would bring. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, all these cases it's, you know, I bring all the evidence. In fact, um, even just for amusement sakes, you should, uh, take a look at the, my reply brief to the city of Ormond beach that I filed in July. Uh, I think it was July 27th of this last year. Um, that was my reply brief, which is, it's a reply brief, so it's fairly short, but I ripped them a new one. And I basically say, they wrote this in crayon. This is ridiculous. They copied and pasted either using the worst AI technology I've ever seen, 
or they had a first year law student, first year college student who's interning that put the thing together and no senior attorney could have possibly approved of this. And they're citing the vast majority of their cases that they're citing are dissenting opinions or they're overruled or they're from other jurisdictions or they're trial court cases where the original case files are so old, the court rules have said the whole file had to be destroyed 10, 15 years ago. I mean, it's insane. And the judge totally thought it was fine. You know, didn't let me talk about that in my oral argument whatsoever. I was like, how about the fact that I have U.S. Supreme Court cases and Florida Supreme Court cases and Florida court rules and Florida statutes and federal statutes and the U.S. Constitution and the Florida Constitution? I have all these. I even have the, the local ordinances in my favor if you actually read them. And yep, that doesn't seem to matter. So I totally understand what you're talking about. You could put your best foot forward and do the best job possible as an attorney, as a non-attorney. And sometimes you, it just seems like everything's stacked against you and it's really easy to lose hope. All I can say is I have no hope itself in the justice system itself. The only hope I have is that, you know, Jesus still hasn't come back and we're here for a reason. <laughs> So, you know, there, with anything, with, with God, all things are possible. And if Matthew wrote it in the Bible, then it must be. So um, that's the only thing, because if you try to have any hope actually in the justice system itself, in the civil side, the criminal side, you know, family cases or contract cases or criminal, none of it, there's, there's no justice in it of itself. It's just people that are going to have to keep like you and me. And everybody else, you got to stand up and keep fighting and keep showing them, but doing it the right way. And that's why we need to understand and, and go in there with logical arguments and use their own tools against them, use their cases against them, use the court rules against them, you know, corner them on procedure and just stick it to them. And then eventually we might get some wins. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I literally um, pointed out contradictions in the judge's statement. I'm like, sir, you said this, and then you said this. You can't have this one and that one at the same time. That's like being sort of pregnant. And he just got really upset with me and just started like kind of, you could hear him almost grunting under his breath. And I was like, oh boy. And so I tried to lighten up a little bit because I didn't want to set him off. And then now looking back on it, I'm like, I should have just let him have it. You know, it's I'm trying so hard not to offend or upset anyone and at this point now i'm just like well they're not doing the same thing with us so why should i care and yeah i don't know it, it's very very tough to keep your composure when you see someone that makes as much as they're making being so sloppy with their work i'm like how many years of law school did you do just to come here and mess everything up yeah <laughs> yeah and it's it's people's lives that's they get so so distanced from it like oh this is just another divorce case or this is just another you know code enforcement case i mean it's it's, it's just another job. misdemeanor it's their job it's our lives yeah it's their job it's just another day at the office for them but for us it's like a huge piece of our entire lives if if in my case if they want to literally i mean they literally want to come and rip out our our home our our pavers in the front and and maybe in the back they didn't even tell us which ones um they want to rip out our entire privacy fence and 
and our two shipping containers that we have that are in our backyard and then they want to give themselves full immunity for all damage they, they cause to the entire rest of the property. They can rip out half my house while they're ripping out all this other stuff. And not only are they immune, but then I have to pay them. And it's like, oh my gosh. it's, it's insane. It's so it many like elements legal, of the constitution. It's like a legal mafia almost. Like it's yeah. like, hey, we have permission to do basically whatever we want, whenever we want, and you're going to pay for all the damage we cause. I yes. Mean, that, that makes no sense. And the judge, when I raised the fifth amendment, when I raised due process of the fifth and 14th amendments, when I raised, you know, sixth amendment issues, when I raised eighth amendment, you know, the prohibitions against um, excessive fines, when I raised the fourth amendment, unreasonable searches and seizures, when I raised all of these other, you know, um, protections for privacy and everything else, when I raised all these blatantly unconstitutional things as issues in this case, which I have completely briefed since day one in front of the magistrate. I mean, I've raised these issues even before our filing with the magistrate. I put the city on notice with a with a cease and desist letter, you know, in uh, November of 2022 that they needed to knock this shit off or this is, you know, this is, this is how I'm going to come after them. Um, and when she looked at me and she said, well, but this is not the time or place to raise these issues. If you want to raise constitutional issues, you have to file a separate civil lawsuit against them. And she said that. And I just poof. My, my mind just exploded into three billion pieces upon hearing that because how, how do you respond to such ridiculousness? No, if you have a constitutional issue, you have to raise it right then and there because if you don't raise it right then and there, then you've rested on that. And in most situations, unless it's a subject matter jurisdiction issue, that issue can no longer be raised. So oh wow, it's... Yeah, I never, I never knew that. And the fact that they don't disclose this as like you just did, and they, you just basically have to find out by failing over and over again. That I mean, how in the world can they say that this game is not rigged? You know, it's uh, you're showing up to a game and learning half the rules into the game. I mean, yes. that's, that's that's not a fair trial. That's not a, a fair hearing. Yes. And it's uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's something that um, I guess I I take for granted because I say it sometimes, but I don't say it enough that for you and for anybody else that's listening, if you have any kind of issue that you're raising when you're fighting a municipality or a police officer or a prosecuting attorney, or even in a civil case, a divorce case or a contract case, any kind of interaction with the government, if you have any kind of legal or constitutional or sometimes even factual issue, you have to raise it at the first opportunity to raise it. And so if you don't raise, especially a legal or a constitutional issue right at that first opportunity, then you cannot raise it on appeal except for very rare exceptions. And the only one I could think of is subject matter jurisdiction. If the court doesn't have jurisdiction over a case, it doesn't have jurisdiction. You can raise it for the first time on appeal. But other than that, if you don't raise an issue, if you think there was a, a a speedy trial delay that was unconstitutional, or if you think there was, you know, some other kind of procedural uh, discrepancy that denied you um, equal protection or due process or something like that, any kind of legal or constitutional issue, you have to raise it at the trial court level and preserve the record for appeal. If you don't lay that issue, if you don't make the objection or you don't file that motion or whatever you need to do to get it into the trial court record, then that issue is considered gone. It's waived. It's too late to raise it for the first time on appeal. So, oh, 
make sure you always remember that whether it's a civil criminal or you know quasi uh civil anything like that make sure you keep that um in mind so hopefully no uh, it's unfortunate at the same time to hear that i had this horrible horrible public defender um a long time ago and i mentioned how due process was violated and he just tried to like I, I guess sweep it under the rug and kind of pretend that like i didn't say that and then looking back at my case had i pointed that out they would have probably thrown the whole thing out because of that and instead now it, it's affecting me in the future and uh that's frustrating because i had some hope that maybe i could bring this up and, and get this expunged off my record and get it cleaned and unfortunately i can't do that now um based on the, the fact that due process wasn't followed but I'm glad you brought that up at least. Now I have a little bit of closure, but still sucks to hear. Yeah. Well, I'm ho well, hopefully I was able to help you, but always take a look at the briefs, the motions, um, all kinds of things that I have on my website, because even though, um, you know, you might find a brief that was about a civil infraction or a criminal case, there could very well be good constitutional arguments that you could cut and paste into you know, a motion or a brief on a family law issue or something else. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Catherine, thank you for everything. I don't want to take up all your time, but I really appreciate you taking the time this evening to answer those questions for me. You gave me a little bit of hope that I'm not alone in this kind of mess of the court system. So I'm sorry to hear you're going through that, but I'm grateful to know at least I'm not alone because <laughs> I felt like I was the only one who didn't drink the punch at the party. <laughs> like I, I'm seeing all this going on. I'm just like, how is no one seeing that this is wrong? Yes. So, well, keep, keep strong, keep in the fight, um, you know, check back with other, you know, procedural questions or things that come up from time to time. And by all means, anybody else that you run into that hasn't drank the Kool-Aid, please let them know about my channel so that they can, uh, get the knowledge to keep fighting the good fight as well. Absolutely. And thank you so much for your channel too. And I, I'm glad to hear you finally got that, that ridiculous arrest uh, behind you. I remember watching it and I was just like, how in the world are they doing this? So I'm glad to know that that's behind you now. Yes. Well, uh, I still got to figure out a way I can convince uh, a good attorney to file the case in federal court for me against all of them and hold them accountable so they don't do it to others. So, um, yeah. Keep me in your prayers for that, but uh, at least the criminal side is done. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again, Catherine. Really. Yes. You guys have been awesome. Well, thank you. Have a great night. You too. God bless. All right. So um, that was a wonderful surprise because I didn't expect that to work in this format. Um, maybe there's a way to blend the two. Um, in fact, give me a second here. I'm going to try to remember to uh, switch my buttons up. Um, let's see. I, there's no way I'm going to possibly be able to go back and scroll through all these comments. It's great. There's been some great discussion, a little bit on Rumble, um, quite a bit of discussion and comments going on YouTube. Um, so let's see. I'm going to try to go backwards and see. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Liberty Warrior says Daytona is an absolute police state. Thanks for being the ray of sunshine, considering I'm 
you know, a mile from the city of Daytona and have to drive through there uh, regularly. Um, but hey, they have the world's most famous beach. So and uh, the D Daytona International Speedway. So at least there's that. Um, OK, um, Albert, let's see. Watch this now. Oh, yeah, there we go. Albert says, if you're arrested, how do you get paperwork filed that day? Example, if you want to file habeas corpus. Um, so that is a great question. Unfortunately, I can't give you a whole lot of specifics because it's going to be different depending on what jurisdiction you're in. And the procedural um, uh, logistics of it. Um, hold that thought. Hello, this is Catherine. Who am I speaking with? Justin Chad. Can you say that one more time? I didn't quite hear you. Justin Chad. Oh, okay. Hi, Justin. And where are you calling from? Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. All right. I was kind of guessing with the 269 area code, but wasn't for sure. Um, holy cow. Everything's blowing up. Give me a second here. Oh, that's the neighbor. <laughs> Do you want to? Okay. Um, so um, give me just one second, Justin. I just wanted to finish trying to answer um, Albert's question on YouTube. Um, okay. So uh, Albert, about your question about getting paperwork filed, uh, the logistics of how do you do that? Oh, did we lose? Oh, okay. Um, Justin, are you still there? I'm sorry. Okay. I heard a sound that sounded like it hung up, but that must have been connected to my neighbor calling my cell phone number. Um, anyway, um, the logistics of how you file paperwork when they've literally picked you up and you're physically detained, how do you file, you know, for a writ of habeas corpus or how do you file any kind of motions? Um, logistically, that's a hard question that I, I just don't know. In fact, that was something that I was worried about. And, um, you know, every time I had to set foot in that stupid courthouse in Allegan, they weren't literally from the moment I set foot in the courthouse, uh, they were violating the Constitution. They were violating the law. They literally threw my husband out of the entire courthouse. Uh, they wouldn't let anyone in the courtroom with me for uh, the hearings, um, at least in 2021, literally not a human. They didn't let me have an attorney. They threw out the bailiff, made the mistake of letting an attorney go in the courtroom with me and uh, judge threw him out saying, quote, I don't want any witnesses in here. Now, if that's not freaky and make you worry about what the hell are they going to do to me that I can't have an attorney as a witness <laughs> to see what's going on in this supposed court of law. Yeah, I, I had no idea. So I was trying to have um, different attorneys lined up for scenarios that, hey, if I am picked up, if I am arrested, can you try to have this attorney ready to file something or find me um, if we don't know where they would take me? Um, so I, I wish I had an answer for you, but I, I don't know. And I, I luckily haven't been in the scenario where um, I've had to file those kinds of things uh, right then and there. So um, I wish I had an answer. It's a very, very good question, but um, it's just... Um, I, it's it's one we'll have to work on together. So I'm going to figure out how to take that comment off of here. Um, okay. Um, all right. So Justin, um, calling from Michigan, can you uh, go ahead and let us know what you're calling about today? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I started uh, 
recording uh, for the purpose of mainly reporting uh, some uh, trouble I was having with like a neighborhood bully situation uh, back in uh, 2021 and uh, I began reporting it to the police and uh, they wouldn't do anything about it and when I started putting it on YouTube it actually got quite a bit of you know viral video kind of action and uh, that seems to have like instantly turned the police against me and so I uh, you know I wound up getting a protection order and then the police wouldn't enforce the protection order and uh, then I, I wound up you know, I was at the same time I was reporting what was going on and recording it. I was also putting on YouTube myself trying to take the complaints to the local law enforcement, to the local prosecutor's office, to the local township administration that was supposed to be up to the police and all this. And uh, at every turn, it seemed to just uh, engage every local official or law enforcement that they were you know, being included onto the YouTube channel. And I was, you know, not expecting that. I, 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 the, 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 more, the more it came, I just, I, I just couldn't believe how it continued to kind of escalate. And then uh, on uh, July uh, 25th of uh, 2022, uh, well, I, let me back up one week from that. J July 18th, 2022, I went up to the township live streaming because the, uh, the then supervisor had told me that it was inappropriate for me to bring up my complaints on the local police sections at the township meeting that it was I needed to come during her office hours. So I came during the office hours, you know, as, you know, instructed. And when I got there, they were clearly upset that I was recording. And she refused to meet with me. And I tried to make an appointment and was given an appointment time of when I could supposedly come back. And before I left, the police showed up. And literally on video, I have it on my YouTube channel for over 40 minutes that could be raided and harassed me saying that I had come up there to bully, intimidate and harass these uh, local officials. So I, uh, after that, they, they scheduled an emergency township meeting for the 25th at 7.30 a.m. to approve Tens of thousands of dollars, I believe it wound up being nearly $70,000 to add security upgrades to the township. Seriously, because of like my business. They closed the township. So like emergency closed the township and wouldn't let people come to the township until they had this emergency meeting. And I showed up also live stream recording to the emergency meeting. And when I did, a trustee from the township board assaulted and battered me for recording on my way walking into the building. 
It was witnessed by a crowd of people as well as national camps. <laughs> so the problem here is is the connection angle. He's not just a township trustee on the board. He's also a local sheriff's deputy, and he was also the investigator for the county prosecutor's office. So I attempted to report him to the police that were on the scene, but they refused to take my report unless I agreed to stay out of the meeting to give it to them. So I said, you know, that's not the way that should go, that I was not going to be knocked out of attending a public meeting and recording it like my right was to, that they should be keep, you know, keeping the guy who just assaulted me out of the meeting. Right. And they didn't. They, the, the, the meeting went forward. The, the, the man who assaulted me before the meeting was over during his public comment time he was going on about how they needed to be kept safe. And I whispered into my camera, this from the guy who just assaulted me. <laughs> and for, for that, they had me arrested. <laughs> so I, I was arrested there and then released. And then I gave the, I made the report about the assault and battery and they said they'd submit it. And I had on the same day a hearing for the PPO. They were motioning to have it dismissed because this guy is somehow very connected with the local authorities. He had three uniform Battle Creek police show up to testify for him to get his PPO dismissed. This is the neighbor? Yeah, on duty. Nice. And uh, they've also uh, refused to press charges for him assaulting me on camera in their presence and, and even home invasion. So um, we were there at the hearing that same day for his PPO, and it was upheld. It was kept in place. And uh, I had brought a bunch of witnesses from the neighborhood, other people who were being bullied and harassed, to testify. And they, none of them got to testify because it didn't get to that point. They just agreed to uh, appoint a moderator. And uh, so we were, when we were leaving court, I went to try and record everyone at the courthouse exit to say, hey, you know, things went good. The PPO got stayed in place. But I, I wanted to still have a record of all the people who had come to testify. And, uh, you know, it was my lawyer and my wife and my neighbors. And on my way out of the court, the one of the deputies that works there at the metal detector stopped me and said I wasn't allowed to record in there, which the superior, the lady who works in the sheriff's office, had already told me that it was okay to record in the lobby. Right. So I, I was, you know, I thought he was basically messing with me over the incident that just happened with the deputy, you know? Right. And there, was, and there was another deputy standing there, and you can see all this in my video on YouTube. The other deputy standing there, he's clearly not about it. He's clearly not being involved like he doesn't think so. And I asked to speak with the supervisor, and the other guy tells me that she's on her way. So 
I'm thinking that she's on her way out to affirm to this guy that I am able to record in there, and he's telling me that I have to quit recording or leave. And I start walking towards her office, and I tell him, I said, let's, you know, walk peaceably together, and, you know, I, I think you're ignorant of the law, you know. And they grabbed me and dragged me out. And I, not, nothing happens then except for they grabbed me and drugged me out and set me on the other side of the doors, me and my wife. But then I go home that same day, and the guy that the PPO was just upheld on, that had just promised the judge that, you know, wasn't going to hear another peep out of him. He was sitting, waiting at my dock <laughs> for us to get home middle fingers in the air and so I got out to record it and he wound up attacking me with a running weed whacker oh my gosh all on video with the PPO in place just upheld that day in court they came out they arrested him for assault with felony assault with a deadly weapon and then they said that they also had to arrest me for assault and battery because he claimed that I pushed him away before he started attacking me. And you were on your property. I, yeah, yeah. And mind you, this is a TPO in place. He's not even supposed to be, you know, within so much charge of me and all this. And so he, he left and came back several times, all on video. And that. Uh, so they, they do that. They they arrest us both. I, they wound up later that night uh, releasing me on bond. They held him for a few days, but then they dropped all of his charges and dropped everything for him. And then so they added to, they, they charged me with disturbing the peace for whispering at the township meeting in the morning. And I was convicted of that, by, found by a jury here. Oh my gosh! Put me on probation for that, and then, and then they charged me with uh, for recording at the courthouse. They charged me with felony resisting or instructing the lawful order of an officer and trespassing and disturbing the peace. And I was just convicted of jury on all three counts of that. Oh my gosh. I Well, I would definitely appeal that because there's no subject matter jurisdiction for the trespassing charges, at least. You can't be arrested and, for trespassing at a courthouse. And uh, so then they uh, charged me for uh, assault and battery for uh, pushing the attacker away. A jury found me not guilty of that one. Good. But then, but then they also charged me with felony filing a false police report for reporting the attack. That's insane. That is and absolutely insane. So that charge is still pending. But now uh, I was told that my probation was ended, that I had done everything right and my probation was ended, that the judge still had to sign the paper, but it was just a formality and that I was good to go now, didn't have to report anymore or anything. And then I was told later, uh, after I had made a video about some of this again, that the uh, prosecution had uh, 
objected to my uh, release from probation, and so that I was still on, and now I was charged with a violation of my probation for saying the phrase in one of my videos that I was back with both barrels blazing. Oh my gosh. So then during the trial for, we just had for the R&O, they charged me with contempt for making a video that was not in any way about the trial or anything. And even though it doesn't look like that has anything to it at all, supposedly I'm now guilty of another probation violation just for being charged for contempt. Yeah, I love how they do that when just getting a charge means that you're supposedly in violation of probation in Michigan. It's bullshit. I was a public defender and it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you're not guilty until you're proven guilty. And even so, the ones that you're talking about where you've been proven guilty, you've been proven guilty of something that you legally can't be guilty of. I mean, you just can't legally be found guilty. So I, if I were well, you... The, 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 judge, the judge instructed the jury in the felony R&O trial that if it was a county property and if he was a county agent and he told me to leave and I didn't leave immediately that they had to find that I was guilty of resisting or obstructing a law order of an officer. And that is not how it works because it's not a lawful order for him to tell you to leave when you have every right to be there. I mean, that was crazy. I, I couldn't believe the jury convicted me. Uh, the they had uh, the other deputy who was there who I said, you know, you could tell really wasn't about it. He testified on the stand that he didn't even know that there was any kind of a rule against recording. <laughs> if, if I were you, I, I would file appeals. I would I would file motions to dismiss on things that are pending. I mean, you got so many things going all at the same time, but I would. I have. If I think you, I think you know them. I have uh, attorney Derek Isley and attorney Matt Hauser uh, both on my case. You're starting to cut out really bad, so I didn't I'm, catch I'm, those names. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I think you might know them. I have, I have attorney Darren Wisely and attorney Matt Hauser both working on my case. Um. The first guy I don't recall, but the other guy sounds familiar. Um, if it's who I'm thinking it is, but um, you're getting a really bad connection. It sounds like well, it stopped for a second, but uh, um, yeah, I'm well, sure it's not fire tap. Did you have um, did you have a question that you needed me to answer on all that or? Yeah, well, I, I mainly just kind of wanted to run a lot of it by you. Uh, also, the, the deputy who uh, assaulted and battered me uh, did lose his job. Uh, he was prosecuted by a special prosecutor appointed by the attorney general. Uh, and uh, uh, that was uh, Mr. Strong from over in Eaton County. Good. And 
he, he was he pled he took a plea deal to uh, disturbing the peace for probation and all that, but it was the all get it was a sweetheart deal, like all got wiped out for him at the end, you know. Yeah. But um, at least something did happen on it. But that see, I, I didn't. I had at the time I had no idea that he was anybody but our trustee, and I knew that he was still like a part time or reserve officer somewhere. I didn't even know where. Yeah. But, you know, come to find out, he was the main guy for our local prosecutor and a, a really connected cop with several departments. And right. now it's just straight out of out for revenge. Thing. I mean, right immediately after this happened, he went straight up to the uh, automotive business, uh, A1 Autos, where my brother was working and just told them he wanted him fired and they just fired him on the spot. Lovely. That's not harassment or retaliation or... It's, that's just how it is around here in Calhoun County. It, it's, been, it, 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 it's, been, it's been like, uh, you know, it's been like become, being named public enemy number one for the past two years around here. Well, um, yeah, I think all of that, is, everything that you've talked about is a bunch of nonsense because um, from the township officials to the police to the judges, they don't seem to understand concepts of the First Amendment or the 14th Amendment. You have the right to free speech. You have the right to the press. You have the right to record. You have right to access to public meetings. You have the right to be in a in a in a building or facility that is open to the general public. Um, you have the right to record as long as it's not a scenario where there's a court order or law specifically prohibiting you from recording. And generally speaking in courthouses, you can have your camera in the entryway or the vestibule or whatever. You just can't have it in the courtrooms um, in federal courthouses, it's a little bit more strict um, about lobby areas and hallways and things like that. But um, between the front door and the security check checkpoint, you um, under the letter of the the court rule, you could still have your you know be recording or something right there. Um, but it's ridiculous that all these different things. Um, I mean, your right to self-defense, your right to protect yourself and, and your family and your property on your own property, uh, regardless of a PPO being in place, um, is essential. If you can't protect yourself on your own property, where can you protect yourself? You know, and and then once there's a PPO protecting you. Um, then you shouldn't have had to do anything. You should have been able to call and have them immediately come out. Um, and then when you file a report saying that this happened, they should have immediately gone after him with the PPO, picked him up, threw him in jail, and then give him some other charges for, you know, use, use of a... It, it, it's it's such it's such a, a, a area full of collusion here. Yeah, you know there's the, the, the a lot of the you know tie-in issues are that you know two of the officers that came out here really just especially made you know major spectacles of themselves to where the YouTube videos went you know more than viral. I mean the. The one officer is a sergeant. He showed up here to answer one of the reports of the PPO violation wearing a Batman mask and, and, and stayed and, you know, completed the entire call with like 40 minutes talking to me, talking to the other people and everything 
wearing a Batman mask. And when I asked him about it on the video, he said, yeah, I'm wearing it to mock you because you've made a mockery of the justice system. Well, by exposing like, their bullshit and corruption, you're making a mockery, right? Right. Okay. So that, I mean, that, that, but that, that caught, you know, that was on stage around the country and everything like that on top of going viral. So right. it's like the, the, the embarrassment factor for them is like they're just out for revenge. Right. Well, thanks for Mainly calling I'm just, in. I'm just letting people know before I get buried under the, you know, under yeah. the building. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I hope you keep up the good fight and I, I hope that, you know, you don't lose hope and that you keep, you know, doing whatever you need to do to stay above, uh, you know, tread that water, file motions, file, you know, whatever you do, it's a CYA game. You got to cover your ass everywhere you can. You have to preserve the record yeah. for appeal. You have to, you know, yeah. you know, file evidence. You have to file motions. You have to lay objections on the record. Um, you know, whatever you can do to preserve that record and get all those issues preserved for appeal, uh, that's what you need to do in all those cases. So um, anyway, I do wish you the best of luck. I appreciate you calling in and um, hopefully we'll hear an update at some point down the road from you that things are starting to turn around and justice is finally working out for you. But uh, yeah, until then, we'll be praying for your situation for sure. Thank you so much. That's number one for me. I really appreciate that, ma'am. And uh, I'll, I'll be praying for you, too. I appreciate you trying to help. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Have a great night. All right, guys. So let's see if I can figure this out. Um, okay. So um, it is getting quite late in the evening. Uh, at least that's what my contacts are telling me because, um, now my eyes are blurring and I can't read crap. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's hard for me to, to focus on any of the words on my screen or see any of the buttons. Um, and I need to take my contacts out. So that means that we're going to have to shut this down for, for the night, but, um, just want to check in what, on uh, in Michigan. Yeah. It's only 11% in so far. Well, uh, my husband wants me to announce, I guess, uh, that with 11% of votes uh, calculated and reporting in for the state of Michigan in the presidential primary, uh, President Trump has received 72,000 votes, which is 65%, uh, Nikki Haley, 35,000 or 32%, um, uncommitted. 2,100 people or 2%. Why bother voting if you're not committed? Um, and then DeSantis actually got a significant number of votes for having dropped Chris Christie and the guy I can't pronounce whose initials are VR. But anyway. But it looks like he's already gotten Detroit. He got Detroit. Okay. So, um, yes, it looks, well, yeah. So they're saying there's a Trump lead in several counties across Michigan, Kent County, Ottawa County. Um, he'll probably get all the counties. If he got is that Allegan? Is that yeah, Allegan County? Yeah. Allegan County. I hate saying the name of that dumbass county. hundred percent of Michigan. Um, yeah, it looks like, isn't that, um, um, is it Ingham County? Is Lansing Ingham Lansing, County? Yeah. Um, Ingham County, um, that looks like it's Calhoun uh -huh. County right there. Oh, oh boy. Or I, or I could just, well, I just messed it up anyway. Um, so 
there you have it. The uh, unofficial results from the state of Michigan uh, presidential primary that was held today, February 27th in the state of Michigan uh, with only 11% reporting, but it looks like 65% of the vote has gone to President Trump. Surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, my husband wanted me to announce that and round out our evening that way. Um, let me just take a look to see. Um, uh, yeah, this is not um okay um okay i am trying my hardest to read the some of the last comments that are coming in it looks like somebody was asking a question but um my contacts really need to come out so I, I just can't read anymore. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, but definitely join us for our next uh, live show. We will do that the second Tuesday of the month at noon. So we do the second Tuesday of the month at noon and the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Again, second Tuesday of the month at noon and the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. And we always try to go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Don't know what happened to Facebook tonight. Um, I guess Facebook and Rumble don't play nice, but um, I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. If you guys think that this, uh, now that we know that phone calling things seem to work okay, uh, if we should try this route again instead of doing it through OBS like we've done before. I mean, unfortunately for me, you can see all the crap in, in my office all around me, but um, you know, there are some aspects. I do like that I'm able to see the comments from uh, the places that are connected to the stream. And uh, if you do have the Rumble app, apparently it might work, might not work. I guess I never did get through um, from either one of them that it sounded like they both had downloaded the app. So I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. Um, I'm open to more if somebody wants to uh, pay for us to go back to StreamYard. I would be more than happy to try StreamYard again if somebody wanted to pay for that, um, for us to be able to live stream to the three, uh, Rumble, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, that would be awesome. And then maybe we could do even better with the calls that way. But uh, anyway, and if somebody is interested in supporting our newsletters, we have to renew that. And like I said, we've been with uh, Send in Blue, which is now Brevo, for four years. And they have really let us down in the last few months. Certainly the last three weeks, zero newsletters have gone out for three weeks in a row on top of the other ways that I've tried to make it work. So if you've missed newsletters from us, it's not because I'm not writing them. It's because they're not sending them. Uh, and I've had uh, two weeks straight of uh, calls or emails, I should say, with their tech support, which is non-existent. It's it's a middle person that, that says they're going to forward my communications on to the real tech support people who then give her some sort of answer. And then she eventually relays that to me. And it's a whole bunch of nonsense. And none of it makes any sense, quite frankly, but um, super frustrating. So if anybody wants to um, pitch in for us to upgrade to a different service, to try. I still want to get newsletters out to people. I want to get you whatever information I can on a regular basis to help you in your own fight for freedom, but we just can't keep going out of our own pocket um, anymore and, and still be able to pay our bills at the end of the month. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. So um, those are two things that I would love to have donations for. Um, they're roughly about $300 each for the year. And um, now's the time that I 
would have to renew those. So anyway, please consider that. Uh, if you want to donate, you can go to restorefreedomkh.com slash donate. There's ways that you could send um, a check or a money order, or um, you could just donate through PayPal. Apparently Square isn't working anymore. Uh, you can always donate through Cash App or Venmo as well. Um, it's been awesome to be able to um, uh, see all of the comments finally uh, coming in in the live live chat. Um, and uh, hello to Texas, Integrity Now News, and uh, Liberty Absurdity, and others. Uh, the link for the newsletter, uh, unless Lori can get it in there, um, it, the link for the newsletter is right on the website. You can go, it should be in the footer, uh, our, sign up for the newsletter or RF newsletter or something like that. There's a button, a teal button that you could sign up for that. It's also embedded in various places on the website, um, resources and um, a few other places. Um, but um, if you just go to the search bar of our website, restoreforumkh.com, uh, go to the search bar, type in newsletter, you'll find it there too. All you have to do is put in your name and your email address and uh, hit submit. And there you go. You're signed up for our newsletter. Um, I just got to be able to have one that actually functions uh, to be able to send that out. Was there, you look like there was something else. Nothing. Okay. All right. So um, sounds great. Um, I appreciate all of you. Um, and uh, oh, it looks like Lori was able to get it posted, at least on the YouTube side. It is restorefreedomkh.com slash resources slash newsletter sign up. So um, there you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I hope you all have a very wonderful evening. And uh, hopefully I don't screw up this outro video too much. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Our work to restore freedom would not be possible without support from people just like you. From the various software and hardware needed to the legal research materials, every dollar you can donate helps. Make sure to like and share this video, too. And remember to follow and subscribe and click that notification button. Together, we can restore freedom.